Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maledsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections to grow and contribute to our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Amen. Across the internet family, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That's also our website. If you would like a cost-free way of supporting the podcast, supporting us, you can subscribe on YouTube. You can follow us on Spotify or Instagram. You can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can share the show with someone directly that you think it will help. All of that helps us reach more people and really helps us grow the show. So thank you for everyone who's already doing that. And yeah, go for it. Yeah, and if you'd like to join the Trusted Journey family, which is a safe space, it's a Facebook group where we curate an emotionally safe space for sharing, caring, and supporting each other. And wow, what a great group. Amazing shares in there yesterday. I'm so proud of our, our family there. It's just phenomenal. So if you'd like to join that family, any donation level on our Patreon will get you into the family. And you can just go to our website, trustthejourney.today, and click the Donate Now button on Patreon. And it'll take you right to it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, the Trust the Journey family really is so beautiful and helpful. I mean, it's not a replacement for therapy necessarily, but it is therapy and it is supportive. And I'm very grateful for everyone who's in there, especially when I share personally as well. So yeah, team, if you want to reach Jay and me individually, you can go to our website. So go to jasonmaledsky.com or melaniecurtis.com. Right on. So on that note, speaking of the lovely and wonderful people in the family and you, Jason Maledsky, today we're talking about friendships. We're talking about love relationships and mental health. So let's dive in. How, how do you want to kick this one off, my friend? Well, this is like my absolute favorite to topics like <laughs> my three favorite things in the world i would say is friendships love relationships and the mental health associated with them absolutely oh i as soon as i think about the topic itself i immediately feel this massive wave of gratitude <laughs> i just feel like all i have to do is think about friendships love relationships and mental health and how they're all tied together yeah and I immediately am just filled with a wave of gratitude for all the versions of that that I have been so grateful to receive in my life and all the iterations of that. And it brings me back to this like iterative versionality process and how, you know, our early love relationships and our early friendships are not necessarily the same as the ones that we need or serve us now. Right. Or some, some of them, some friendships last a lifetime, some relationship, love relationships last a lifetime, but our, our mental health and like who we are and how we grow and develop and are directly linked and associated with these factors. Yeah. So my thoughts go to like, wow, like, I just think of all the friends I've ever had over the years and how each and every one of them has contributed to making me who I am today and how they've served me in my mental health. You know, like when I was a young man and I was dependent on my friendships for that like safe place to go to like be myself and figure out who I am. 
and and how that's versioned into today's and and how I show up in friendships and and love relationships the same. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's great. It's interesting because I know my girlfriends and I we talk to each other about each other as soulmates, like absolute loves of each other's lives. And I don't mean that as a replacement for love relationship at all, because I really believe we need all kinds of relationships. So I'm not trying to even compare them, honestly. It's more just a, a, a share that stands on its own that like, because I think soulmates can come in so many different forms. You know what I mean? That term is sort of a interesting uh, societally preconceived idea but I love I love how my girlfriends and I are kind of taking that term back and not not necessarily back but but taking it and making it mean what it means for us and our friendship because I mean why I bring that up is that damn where would I be without my friends holy fucking shitballs and I'm serious that that idea I don't I can't even contemplate where I would be without my friends. They have been such a critical, critical piece of my growth, of my happiness, of my mental health, of my emotional health, of my relational health. It's just it is almost impossible to actually speak to or measure the the impact of my friendships on my life. It's immeasurable. Absolutely immeasurable. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I, that in its in its that statement itself leads us to like why that's the number one concept, you know, of friendship, right? Like it's I make this effort in my life as a result of coming to recognize that immeasurable value and and say, oh, wow, this continues to be the thing that my life cannot do without, you know? So I structure my life around that principle. And the fact, like I'm going to continue to reinforce, enrich, enlighten, expand, and, and deepen friendships on a, on a regular scheduled basis. Like literally, like when I look at my life calendar and I'm like, what am I doing this week, next week, week after a huge portion of it is where am I making time and connecting to friends and how am I holding space in my life to make sure that though that is a key priority. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, obviously we need a balance of that too. I mean, I certainly need alone time, you know what I mean? But from the conversational thread of connection and friendship and the soul fuel that it provides yeah hell yeah you cannot have friends if you are not attempting to be a friend like the one of my favorite quotes is you have to in order to have a friend you have to be one you know what i mean you just you have to make an effort to be in friendship and you have to prioritize it otherwise it is just like anything else that we nurture anything else that we want to grow and develop and deepen roots is that if we aren't feeding it, if we aren't giving it sunlight, if we aren't watering it, if we aren't tending to it, then of course it's not going to grow as much as one where we do those things. 
I have to say, I love how once you've watered a friendship to a point where it's become a, a healthy tree that you can, you know, you can leave and go on a journey and come back and that tree will have continued growing on its own. Yes. And you can walk right back up to it after a long period of being away and it's just still there waiting for you to greet it again. And I love those friendships where you haven't seen somebody or been out of touch somebody for a number of years and you can walk right back in their front door without knocking. Kind of, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just, and just show up and, and just engage like it was yesterday, the yeah. last time that you saw each other. Oh, so wonderful. Yeah. It's like that's the wave of gratitude. You know, that's the emotional safety that we derive from those oak tree type connections. That's you know the what word. I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that trustworthiness of the oak right? That you mm -hmm. just know its branches extend so broad and its roots are so broad and, and it just holds each other space, right? Because it's a mutual thing. It's not a single individual. There's a, there are two individuals involved in a friendship. Definitely. So cool. I love it. I mean, you, you posed this topic, so I'm curious why outside of it being your favorite topic, because I love this topic too, but I'm, it didn't necessarily come up for me as something to propose, but when you proposed it, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I can always talk well, about this stuff. The tie between mental health mm -hmm. and our friendships and our love relationships. I for feel sure. like this is a like a trinity. It's a triangle that if you pull, each piece is supported by the other, Yeah, right? And it is a foundational relationship between these three things. And when they say, the the part that's mental health is really like our friendship with ourself, our love relationship with ourself. For right? sure. So you can put self at the other point in there. Yeah. And it's really this direct piece between what do our friendships look like, what do our love relationships look like, and how does how do we relate to those two pieces, and then how do we relate to ourselves in the bigger picture? And this topic is so. I mean, it's, I, I put it forward because I felt like every single person out there would be interested in relating to it yeah. because it's so unavoidable in our existence. It is like right at the core principle of our own existence. So I, I just had to say, let's talk more about this and see where it goes. And I know that the listenership is going to be fully engaged because, you know, many of them are friends and. Everybody has a love relationship. Everybody has a friendship. Everybody yeah. has a mental health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just talking yesterday about how I feel. I don't know if this is necessarily how to describe it. I think I I didn't describe it as like a luxury, but how I don't have people around me. I have the ability because of my life and my the structure of my work and whatnot. I don't really need to have people around me that I don't like. So I, I, I don't have a lot of recent experiences with people that I would not self-select as friends. 
you know, does, does that make sense? So it's like so, this interesting, 100%. so there's something more there and there's more uh, I want to share, but let's go to that first. So, yeah. So there's two environments that immediately come up for me. Number one, school and number two, work. Mm-hmm. Right? So our early life, very much immersed in school and we're exposed to an endless amount of people that we would or would not choose as friends, mm-hmm. right? We have mm-hmm. associates, people that we interact with. And my own personal experience was in that was that the majority of people there were not people that I would immediately energetically engage with. It was yeah. the minority. And we I think most people can relate to that. We have yeah. like a little clique of people that actually are like, that's a person there, that's a person there. But everybody else is this kind of just random energies that are moving about. And then the workplace is the same thing where when we choose jobs that maybe are our true passions. Yeah. We are more likely to be dropped into a pool of people that are just a random selection of similarly skilled people that isn't necessarily values aligned. And I think that's the big point right there of why I would mirror you to say, I don't really have a lot of engagement on a day-to-day basis with people that I'm not values aligned with. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah, the, and yeah. that's an interesting experience, right? Because if we talk about that and the impact of that on our mental health, because I can remember times in my life when I had friends or people oh, around me that oh affected my mental and emotional health, right? And then over time, you learn, oh, I shouldn't have this person around me or close to me. And then you learn what boundaries are, what standards are, and all those things. And this applies in love relationship as well. Um, you know what I mean? So in the realm of friendship, I feel like I've really grown in that area where it's like, I'm pretty fucking hardcore. I don't, I don't let people close to me. I don't, if they, if I don't want them close to me and I, I'm, I'm glad for that. Maybe I can be a little hard, (laughs) which might seem like it's not true, you know, cause I am very loving, right. I'm extremely loving. I really do, as I've said many times, love people. That doesn't mean everyone, I want everyone close to me. You know what I mean? That's the more like radiant ball of light, universal love that's sort of blasting out of me at all times. You know what I mean? Which is also very true, but that's a different thing than having an intimate where a a friend is supporting me as a part of my support team my mental and emotional health where I am vulnerable, you know what I mean? The people that I want to open up with and feel like I can be vulnerable with, you know what I mean? Your percent. Yeah. There's, there was a couple incidences recently where I had interactions with people that I found, you know, one of them was somebody I really don't want to engage with. And I don't really vibe with their energy and they were approaching me, you know, and I had to be, you know, quite clearly like, that's my limit of engagement here. Thank you. See you. Bye. Right. And another one was somebody that I do care about very much and love and they're going through a challenge. And I was very aware of the empathetic experience that I was going through, which I'm like, good job, Jay. Good job for noticing that the reason you were feeling, I was feeling 
suddenly a bunch of like stressful energy inside of myself. And it was, a, it was a mirror reflection of the person that I was engaging with who's mm. going through a challenge. Right. Yeah. And I felt myself suddenly very awkward and very uncomfortable and, mm. and not really feeling, you know, this moments earlier, I was fully grounded within myself yeah, and just, you know, to being me. And the next minute, all of a sudden I'm kind of on my heels and not really knowing how to, how to stay uh, firmly footed you know, in my mental space, my mental health space. Yes. So yes. I had to recognize that it was the energy, the aura of the person who I was standing next to, who's in, it was in an intense emotional experience themselves that was um, projecting onto me. And I was yeah. empathetically feeling that energy. Yeah. You know, and it's funny in the realm of love relationship, obviously anybody who's been listening to the show for any length of time, I've shared a lot about this and a lot about my experience healing anxious attachment and those deeper wounds of abandonment and rejection those types of things which are normal very common most people feel that on some level um but i to your point one of my integration points in love relationship is i feel like i have an awareness of when that stuff is triggered you know what I mean? And when I don't want to bring it into the space, like when it is not meant for that space, you know what I mean? Like not to say that I can't be triggered or feel insecure or, you know, have a challenge or whatever. Of course, that's okay. But it's more that I also know how to self-soothe. I also know how to, you know, like take care of myself when needed also so it's if i had to put something into the space on love relationship and mental health it's it's sort of in that lane like that's sort of what i'm working on is like when do i share it with my partner when do i self-soothe when you know what is potentially triggering for me why like i mean gosh i and it's not that i even feel this very much but it's interesting that when I do feel it, I feel it still pretty acutely, but I don't feel like it rules me. You know what I mean? So sure. like healed so much of it, have a lot of awareness around it, really genuinely feel at peace the majority of my existence. And when I get triggered, it's like, fuck, it's, it's, it really impacts my mental health acutely for a short period of time. And that's when I really need to step into my self-care, like much more gentleness with myself. If I need to cry, I let myself cry, like to get that out of my body. I get to get those endorphins into my body that that whatever the, you know, natural medicine that comes from crying, um, working out, stuff like that. And I, I, I'm sort of you shared in the Trust the Journey family. I hope you're OK with me sharing this. I love that you shared it that you went live in the family and were sharing about a challenging time that you had. And it's the same thing about like getting into the gym, like those things that we I know work when I am triggered, I need to do those things in order to get myself back to a place where I can engage with my partner in such a way that it's a productive thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I have this visual in my head, which is a triangle. 
and each of the arms in the triangle, each of the, the lines in the triangle has a, a multi-directional arrow. So it's a, it's got an arrow on both ends, right? So basically a double-ended, three double-ended arrows that are pointing between the self or mental health, the love relationship, the friends, and then between the friends and the love relationship as well, right? So that there's this like interplay of energy that is going on and what kind of, um, what I'm coming to understand and what I recognize, all things change, right? Everything is in a constant state of change at all times. It's the one constant is change. So whether it's a relationship with ourselves, our friends, or our love, those are going to evolve. And at, and I also don't believe in the concept of negative of like Absolutely. that there's, there's a loss or that it's gone or whatever it's all positive it's just about how long that energy lasts for in, sure? in the state where it's serving us in some way yeah and eventually you know a, a relationship with friends may come to an end because it no longer serves us because we're no longer the same person yeah exactly right? mm -hmm. or we're in a real love relationship and we've got this beautiful thing and when we go into it for whatever reason there's something there where it's a value to us yeah and then as we continue to change and grow and evolve, and as they continue to change and grow and evolve, that like exchange, literal, literal exchange of electrons yeah. will stop happening because the energetic balance that's going on between the two bodies is going to either balance out where there's no longer a need for anything to be exchanged anymore, or the flow is going too heavily one way or another that it cannot be sustained and it's not healthy anymore. So yeah. I wanted to go to that piece in the sense that when we talk about friendships and how we show up in them and how they are of value to us or how they are of value to them, to the other, and then this unique thing where sometimes in our friendships, we need to, we need a friend. Like we, we need to show mm -hmm. up and be like, Hey, I, can you please hold space for me? Yeah. Because I am in need of some connection and a, and a friend will yeah. be available. Right? The friends will also come to us for yeah. the same thing. Right. Yeah. And then there are times where that's not really the case, right? The friendship is quite balanced when you arrive to it. And neither one of you really are in a place of need or, you know, please asking for something. It's more like you're showing up with something. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that, yep, yep. that's, that's so, it's about this kind of greater awareness mm -hmm. to this self, the piece of self of like, how am I showing up to this, each of these relationship, whether it's my love relationship or my friendship, am I showing up in a place of need where I need somebody to, you know, be the giver of energy? Am I showing up in a place of, you know, equality or balance, or am I showing up a place where I can actually be giving or, or combination of all? Yeah, yeah, great point. Great yeah. point. It's so true. It's interesting being out in community, I'm going to the Psychedelic Science Conference. We're both going next week. And I'm going actually to an event in New York tonight where I haven't, I don't know anyone, but it's a psychedelics and creativity event, which I'm pretty excited to go to. Just again, be in community. Maybe I'll meet some people, maybe not. I'll take in some information. I'll be in a space of like minds and potentially like hearts don't know. Um, but making new friends in, at that level, it feels like what you just described, meaning you're showing up with something to give. 
you know, like I'm showing up with a curiosity, with an energy, with a contribution tone for community and connection. So it's like it, but it's also higher level, more superficial because the depth hasn't been formed yet, hasn't been forged yet, you know, and it's a good thing. It's okay. It's a good thing. It's totally fine to forge new friendships around. We've talked about this before about on shared interests, shared curiosities and see what auras, what people, what energies draw you for increasing depth. And I think this shows up in love relationship too. Why are we attracted to a certain person? It, I really believe deeply that it's to help us grow and heal. Like really, like the, the what we learn in love relationships and how we grow and how they show us what we still have left to heal, how they hold up the loving mirror to us is powerful. You know, it's really powerful. And so for me, when I'm in that space, I think to myself, this, I want this, even when it's really hard, you know, and I'm feeling all the feelings. I feel great in the sense that I'm glad for the growth. I'm glad for the connection. I'm glad for the healing opportunity that I, that I have in this connection. You know what I mean? So that's certainly been the case in all of the love relationships that sort of led up to my last share about my big ceremony where I feel like I really deeply, deeply pulled out some of the deeper roots of that anxious attachment. But um, it's interesting stuff. I don't know. It's just like all a process, you know? Absolutely. I mean, our whole life's journey and the relationship to how these key pillars, you know, really hold up what is our life journey. It's it's fundamental. That's why I wanted to put the topic on the table. It's it's such a key piece in our own growth experience. And, and what you're speaking towards there, the whole concept of everything is for us. Everything is based on growth, change, and evolution. The, the universe in its constant state of expansion is our own lives in our constant state of expansion. So I, I have, uh, how do I say this? The... If I just look back, and it's just it's going to be unique for everybody, right? Everybody's yeah. got their own individual experience. So in no way do I wish to like project or or try to impose my version of reality upon anyone else's. It's the only thing we can ever relate to is our universe, our single song, our experience, our journey, right? And the love relationships, great example of change and evolution, right? How... It seems to me that there, the, the growth pattern in love relationships is so obvious. And even when I look outside of other people, I'm like, wow, it's just really, really obvious that everybody continues to, in some way, level up in their own awareness of self, of like our own relationship to self needs. And we move, for, as we move from one love relationship to the next, whatever that might look like. And this is not, I'm not speaking sexually here. I'm talking about love relationships can include family members, can include, you know, any d definition of what is a deep loving relationship to you. There's a, there's a very clear difference between a friendship and a love relationship, mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah. And, and, that... and fret, some friendships certainly can be love relationships. I think the term love relationship is classically understood as a romantic sexual relationship. And so Agreed. up to this point in the conversation, that's what I've been speaking to it around through that frame, just so people listening know. But I agree that love relationship absolutely can be expanded in terms of a definition, yes. There's so many variations in that too. I mean, you look at polyamorous relationships or non-sexual relationships and, and it's just, you know, oh, they're yeah. equally or deep and beautiful and, and serving and, you know, so... I didn't really want to, I wanted to like kind of remove some of the, the fine edges on that definition and give it a little bit more space and breathing room because cool. a love relationship can be very, um, you know, like I said, we contextually box it into like a sexual relationship yes. yep. and yep. that is not necessarily always the case, you know? Correct. Thoughts? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, gosh, I could go lots of different directions. You know what I mean? I do think that the love relationship with the sexual element is a very specific version of relationship that people really struggle with. <laughs> and I mean that, but like lovingly. And I mean that, you know, because there's that heightened intensity there's that heightened amount of connection vulnerability, and right? vulnerability and the depth yeah. of where the pain is rooted in a person's emotional body, those types of things. And so when we talk about love relationship, when we are meaning it in the romantic sexual love relationship type, that is a whole ball of wax on its own. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, we could certainly talk ad infinitum about lots of easier versions of quote love relationships to navigate and I say that and I mean it because and I don't I don't want to even caveat because I know some of them maybe aren't easy you know what I mean so I'm not trying to say that but they usually say uh, in in terms of a healing journey that the love relationship sexual realm sexual relationship is like the last frontier meaning it's the deepest stuff so most people struggle in that realm, you know what I mean? Because it's connected to their deepest sort of dysfunctions until they really do the work to uncover those and not be driven by them. And it's not to say that that's even a bad thing and that people need to do healing work. It's, I'm not saying any of that. I'm more just saying there is a lot more there when there's a sexual element involved when there's not. It seems in my experience. I think that's a, it's interesting. I mean, that's a perspective, but I also hear that there are very sexual relationships that are not love relationships. Very right? true. There are people that move through their life with very open sexuality. Yes. And sex is separated from a love relationship. And that's a very important thing to recognize where, yep. you know, for different people, this looks different. Yeah. Right? Some of us tie our sexuality deeply to our intimate, like deep version of love self. And other people don't necessarily do that. They, the sexuality can be separated for them. So, but there, I think what you're touching on is like, there's a, there's a depth within each of us inside of all of these areas, every single one of them that is, we, we ch either choose or don't 
to allow ourselves to go there. Yeah. And, and whether it's in the love relationship area, the sexual relationship, whether it's in the recognition of our own mental health or inside of a friendship, there is a depth of that's available for us to access. And at some point, we it's a, it's like free diving, right? Okay. It's like holding your breath, taking a breath and diving into the water and trying to see how deep you can swim before you start to get scared and turn around and head right back by the surface again. Right? <laughs> so true. In every in every single one of these scenarios, it's the same thing. There's it's like it's not really about how long we can hold our breath. It's about how scared we get once we've been holding our breath for a certain amount of time. Yeah, right? so true. Great, great analogy. Yeah, because I certainly have people in my life that struggle much less in the lane of sexual romantic love and struggle so much more in the lane of trusting friends. Like they're so much more scared that they're going to be abandoned or rejected by their friends that they won't have friends versus they won't have lovers or they won't have a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you know, thing they're looking for in that lane. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely agree with you that it's it's not always as charged for every person. Like you said, everyone has their unique universe, single story, life experience for sure. My In my experience, I definitely have had to do a lot of healing in the love relationship lane. That, that means love committed, you know, sexual, emotional love relationship lane. And I'm grateful that I have. And I've seen that change over the course of time as a result of that effort. Interestingly, if I compare my experience in friendship, I feel wildly secure in friendship. That said, I have in my experience in life also been, quote unquote, abandoned by friends also. And that was equally as devastating, if not more so. So like I I just haven't had that experience as much. You know what I mean? So like I have had it in both lanes and they are excruciating. It was excruciatingly painful in all of the instances. But for whatever reason, friendship for me is much a much more comfortable or has historically been a much more comfortable space. Like as I've been sharing, as I've been growing and healing, I feel so much more comfortable in my love relationship now. You know what I mean? So just to say that, like that, that is a changed experience for me, which is beautiful to see and experience as someone who has had really major struggles. Yeah, there's a there's a thing uh, as we go down deeper into this concept, there's this idea of love, right? Inside of the a friendship, there's there's a, a love in there. Inside of a romantic relationship, or I'll use the romance as the, the definition of to separate those two. There's a, a, a different kind of love, right? There's a different version of love, and then inside of ourself, there's a, a depth of love that we're able to access or not access. So it sounds like you, you know, listening to your example, you've been able to to dive deep in the friends area and find that love very easily. You know, so if you're doing that old exercise in the pool as a kid where you're like dive to the bottom and pick up a couple of bricks and come back <laughs> right. kind of thing, you know, you're like right down there, like, ah, no problem. Got the bricks. I find friend love yeah. right away. Yeah. Right. And certain, <laughs> so in each of us, we each are able to do this more easily 
or less easily in each of the areas. Like self-love is the other example, right? Mental yeah. health. Sometimes it's really difficult for us to reach in and find a brick at all yep. in, when it comes to the self, the self-love or mental health area. And I'm going to connect those two things because to me, self-love and mental health is the same thing, right? It is one topic. It Love is it. how much energy we put into our own relationship to self is our self-love. It is our mental health. It's our awareness of self. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of and what I meant. With the, uh, yeah. Sorry, that's sort of what I meant before when I was like, oh, when I do feel triggered, I can I go to the self-love part of the triangle, you know, because I have skills there and I know they work. So it's like it's not to say that you're avoiding what needs to be done in the lane of love relationship or in the lane of friendship, but that you have stores, you have coffers of energy and support in the self-love area when you cultivate those skills. It's it's notable. It is undeniable how my self-love skills have grown. And I like and I go back to the time I was walking on the dirt road in Vermont. And I'll just tell this story again briefly so people who haven't heard it can hear it briefly. But I was basically still pretty heartbroken. I was doing therapy. I was living in this, you know, Vermont, Vermont serenity. It was sort of just trying to figure out my life, wasn't skydiving, just was really, really lost. And I was doing all the things that I cognitively understood would help me get past this heartbreak and this sadness and this this wounding that I was trying to heal. And one day I was walking on this dirt road just out in nature, trying to do the things, you know, get in nature, get good energy into my body. And I was still so sad. I was so sad and I just didn't understand why. I'm like, dad, I'm like, all right, fuck. They just say self-love. I'm like, just like so averse to this idea still at that point. This is many years ago now. But I said, all right, fine. What would I want like the per so if my mom were here on this dirt road, what would I want from her? You know what I mean? Like, how would I want someone that I know loves me? How would I want them to love me to make me feel comforted to make me feel better? And and I basically was like, all right, I'll try to give that to myself. So literally right there on that dirt road, I put my arms around myself. I like touched my arms. I stroked my arms gently and I was like, you know, I just like coached. I just, I didn't even coach myself, but I just like comforted myself. I was just, it's okay. You know, I just was saying it to myself, like, you're okay. It's okay. You know, just like gently as someone who really loves you is just holding you and letting you be. And that moment, I got it. I was like, oh, anything I think that I need from someone else, I can give to myself. It's not that that means I don't have needs from others and need connection, but it's that there is a lot available to me in terms of what I can do for myself that I wasn't even considering that I could give myself before that. You know what I think, I think that's based in, based on a lot of the study that I've been doing the last few years, I think the reason why 
that actually this like scientifically works is that there's one region of the brain, the, the frontal cortex, that's Listen. like thinking, the mind, Listen. right? And then there's another region of the brain that is the emotional center. So you can literally like, you know, rub your own arms or like hold your heart or, or like verbally say, it's going to be okay, Jay. Yeah. And when I verbally say that and I tell myself it's two different parts of who I am yeah. that are expressing that and receiving that. And so the relationship there is dual, right? There is more than one part in play. So we can, you know, we can give ourselves a hug or we can tell ourselves everything will be all right. And it's legit. It's legit. Because, yeah, it's legit. We actually are receive, giving and receiving. We are having that friendship and that love relationship that we think needs to be external inside of ourself. Yeah. And the thing to note here, at least in my story, that might resonate for people listening is that that aha moment for me was at a time when I was still quite blind to the fact of how deep that desperation that I felt for connection and love really went. I had no clue how deep that pain point was for me. And so, of course, I couldn't fill that void, right? So there was a long road to, to go for me to really get to the healing that I've now feel like I, I'm living now. But it's a critical part on the path too, meaning that awakening to I can right now start practicing giving myself anything I think I need from another because that made it easy for me when I would find myself feeling sad or lonely or wishing that someone would say something nice to me. I can affirm myself when I would, you know, like those types of things, listening to some love song on the radio instead of thinking it was a man singing it to me I think of it as me singing it to me you know what I mean and that was a kind of dorky weird thing for me to do but it really helped me entrench skills of self-love while continuing to work on the other prong of the triangle which is healing in the realm of love and sexual relationship and in friendship super interesting some great feedback yesterday from Autumn Payne about this kind of same thing of of not having to constantly uh, aspire, right? Like she she gave me some thoughts about like, hey, you're good where you're at, you know. No need to be constantly trying to be another version or a, a growth point or whatever. And and this same thing of like singing yourself a long love song or listening to a love song from yourself, yeah, right. That concept of like allowing ourselves to actually be in who we are right now and appreciate everything about ourselves and let go of this idea that we need to put our attention on the parts that we're working on or even that we need to be working on them, right? Yeah. And just be wholly who we are right in this moment and content and, and grateful for who we are right here, right now. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Then, put that, then let's put that in those other two contexts, you know, because there's this, as we started off the show talking about the, like showing up into a friendship as, you know, uh, in need or in balance or able to give and then showing up into a love relationship, you know, or, uh, 
in need imbalance right now. I'm trying to laugh a little yeah. bit. Yeah. In, in need, right? <laughs> I right? know. I'm right. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, the way that this idea of like it, both arrows point at ourself, <laughs> right? Both of the arrows point back at ourselves. So yeah. if I want my friendships to really flourish and to really grow into those oak trees, and if I want my love relationships to really flourish and grow into those oak trees, then I'm the key point in between yeah. here. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I. It's funny because I think sometimes on the quote unquote gross path, you and this I say you, but I'm saying you general, like I've certainly felt this way where you wish it were easier. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I like I like the pain. Bring it on. You know, where you're like, God damn it. But the truth is, is that being human is all over the map. And that's what makes it really interesting and beautiful and dynamic. And I want real relationships, right? And so even when I'm met with a conflict or a challenge, I meet it differently than I have in the past even if I'm kind of floundering or flailing or having feelings or whatever, which is totally normal and I certainly have and do, I also feel the underpinning of that as, yeah, like this is what I actually want. You know what I mean? Because this is real and true and honest. That honesty in relationship is actually what makes me feel most loved, most cared for, most connected, even when it is hard. Absolutely agree. The, it's the vulnerability and authenticity piece. Yep. Right. That's what get. That's what deepens those roots of that tree in order for it to be able to withstand a storm. Right. Hundred percent. Yeah. Because the storms are going to come. That that's life. Right. Yep. Like that's yep. the journey. This is not a uh, peaceful existence. Let's yeah. be honest. The world is full. The journey of life, the world, nature, the weather, just the weather, completely out of our control. And it is absolutely chaos sometimes and absolutely pristine and perfect and beautiful at other times. So we have to re remember that we're part of this grander system that is just happening. Right? Yeah. It is all just happening and we're just riding the waves of life, like it or not. And sometimes we're going to be in turmoil and chaos and other times it's smooth sailing and, you know, a day at the beach. Yeah. Those, like I said, those those relationships with ourself, our friends and our loved ones are the ones that are going to ensure that we're there to, that when the storms come, right? Because yeah. they will. Yeah. That we're, and whatever that storm may be, whether that's a, physical experience that we endure because that's outside of ourselves or whether it's something internal, right? Because that it doesn't make any difference. We're yeah. going to encounter these upsets in and within our relationships and within our friendships and within ourselves. Yeah. I was just giggling that 
the show is not called trust the specific exacting <laughs> outcome <laughs> the show is called trust the journey <laughs> perfect trust the specific exacting outcome that's a great yeah. show title <laughs> attach yourself to the idea of exactly what you want as a result and you're sure to get it <laughs> that's a new podcast that's the new that's podcast the, title. That's the yin yang of our podcast. <laughs> right. Where we'll be like actors and we'll be like acting out <laughs> as if all of these high attachments. <laughs> oh my God. So you know what you just made me realize is how much we actually fucking do that. Right? Oh God. So it's how many so times so I, hard. I just I just reeled backwards Damn. through my love relationships <laughs> and went Instead of trusting the journey uh, in my love relationships, how many times did I just go attachment to outcome? <laughs> right. right, exactly. Like That's the work. Oh that that God. is so much of the work. Is like, how are you discerning what your boundaries, standards, needs are? Communicate those in conjunction with staying detached from the outcome, expressing compassion and love, being even or being thoughtful and considerate and and benevolent in your working with whatever relationship you're talking about love relationship or friendship or otherwise yeah oh my goodness crazy yeah but it's like it's worth it though you know like for me it really feels worth it and i i always go back to this because i think about it i i i know there are people in the world that after sort of being heartbroken, they stop trying and they oh, yeah. and they stay alone. And, you know, heartbreak is a real, real, real thing. I don't want to even remotely diminish the power of heartbreak. It is excruciating when you are in it, when you've experienced it and all the forms that it might come. And what makes me feel really good about myself is that, like, I feel really good being in my life, like being in the arena, you know, really making efforts to have companionship, love, friendship, all the things that I really know that I want that fuel my soul in a deeper way. And I guess I I point to that because... It can feel so scary to start again. I gave this talk yesterday at some at a company, actually the company that makes Oreos of all things. <laughs> they gave me Oreos and I am like not I'm giving them away. But why I bring this up <laughs> is that I was giving I was giving this big talk on courage and taking uncomfortable action and I was using the world record as sort of a backdrop example because it's so shiny and so fascinating to look at and have people viscerally respond to even on a screen you know how it is with your base jumping videos and stuff like that and someone asked me at the end of the talk they said what is the most courageous thing you've ever done or like some question like that and I'm assuming that they were meaning in skydiving but they didn't say that and my answer was not that my answer was i'll be honest 
it and I gave the brief sort of very, very brief overview of having a breakdown in my life. And I was like, it was honestly putting myself back out there in love to love, risking, you know what I mean? Like risking being hurt and like putting myself out there for love. You know what I mean? That Opening was, your heart again. Yeah. Like yeah. that was the oh. most courageous thing at what that I could remember doing. And it's just like really, really something to acknowledge the people that are willing to do it. And so I invite people who maybe are holding back, yeah, to keep healing, but also you're a badass if you also choose forward into those new chances as well. You know, there's a particular love relationship that keeps coming up for me as I've been listening to you and throughout this show. And it was one of the it was really the first time that I feel like that I jumped off the cliff, mm. you know, like emotionally. Yeah. Right? Where I, I like gave my heart away. Yeah. Basically it was like, here, take it, take it, take it, take all of me. You know, <laughs> it's like, I just, I want, I want <laughs> you to have it all, you know? And there's, there's a, what you're talking about now, this like opening up to the, the risk of opening our heart is it's really foundational to our happiness and to yep. our health because when we don't have these deeper connections, when we don't allow other people in, we also don't allow ourselves in. Yeah. We're, we're putting up a wall between ourselves and our true vibrancy, our true beauty, our true light, the part of ourselves that can really flourish. And fuck yeah, there's risks, right? Like you got to be smart about who you just don't just give your heart to somebody. Right, like, right, of don't course. Do that. Don't just go here. Take it all. <laughs> Leave some for yourself. Believe me, this is not a good idea. Don't just hand your heart to somebody. <laughs> yes, right? correct. Don't just correct. go like, here, take it, right? <laughs> you you want to like slice off pieces one at a time. Yes, and be like, here you yes, go. You know, yes. like, Let's do this in a little more structured yeah, way. Yeah, a little pacing, so, never hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, that's it with friendships and that's it with our relationship with ourselves too, is like, we don't have to also dive right. to the bottom of ourselves and get two bricks at the same time. Absolutely right? like agree. We can yep. just take a dive down there and look at them Yep. and come back without them. hundred percent. Right? And just be like, I tried. Cool. They're Those down are... there somewhere, you know? hundred percent. I think that's. That's the gentleness in the process. The like kindness, the gentleness of like, this is brave. Being in connection is brave when the emotional oak safety of that like bigger tree trunk is not established. There's still like dangers of, you know, the storm blowing the tree over or, you know what I mean? Like just all, all of whatever metaphor works with that metaphor. You know what I'm trying to say like that. 100%. That it, so that's why I keep pointing to it being brave is that the only way to have the oak is to be brave in the beginning parts of the process, but to do it at such a pace and such a, in such a way that you can manage it, that you don't feel so exposed that you are in major, major danger. You know what I mean? Cause I've done it too. Here, have my heart totally. Cause you don't know what you're doing. And I wrote that down earlier. I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing now, but like, you just try new things. You stop doing the things that didn't work so well. And, you know, it's all part of it. The oak tree is such a good analogy here because, first of all, 
oak trees take hundreds of years to grow. Yeah. Right? Like they grow for up to 350 years mm-hmm. to get to their full size. So, you know, go plant an oak tree today. Come back in a few years. It's still a little tiny sapling. Right. right? It takes right. time. That is mm-hmm. a slow grow. And they grow in a circular shape, in a in a spherical shape, right? If you look at an oak tree in its entirety, it's really round, right? And if you have one branch that's way bigger on one side than another, the other side doesn't have any, the thing's going to topple over, right? It is not going to sustain itself. So the analogy of the tree being this form that grows over time and is balanced in its in its size its shape and everything about it really relates to where we need to be within ourselves and within our friendships and love relationships so that they are able to weather those storms. It doesn't take much at all for a tree that has grown one heavy limb that it's just a little wind and the thing is coming over. Yeah. You know, know, and I I also kind of just want to put this out there because I know it seems like for many, I would imagine, and I've heard this from people before, that it seems like this is very easy for me to be in this space and to be sharing like this, but it's not guys like this is a, this feels like a pretty vulnerable episode to me, even though I know I've cried on other episodes and we've talked about more specific things on other episodes, but it, this, this does feel vulnerable for me. So I just want you guys to know that like, Imagine yourselves in a space, in a conversation where you're exploring these topics for yourself and do it in a safe space. I am committed to sharing at this level so it feels good. It feels like service. And I just want you to know that it's also not easy. You know, I just I feel like that needs to be shared because. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's important because it's hard to step into these conversations, whether they're public or private, but. I want to invite people into that discomfort for the sake of the connection and building of the oak tree or growing of the oak tree. This is the same thing as going to the gym, right? Yeah. The first time you go to the gym, if you've never been to the gym before, good luck. Yeah. Right? You don't have any training. You have no <laughs> muscle development. You're gonna you're gonna try and do it. And you're gonna gonna you're gonna suck, right? <laughs> totally. You're gonna suck. You're gonna look over yeah. at somebody who's like well trained and knows what they're doing, and they're pumping iron, and you're like trying to pick up a little dumbbell and you can't even move it, right? And this is exactly the same thing. The emotional body and the physical body and the spiritual body, they're all the same. They need exercise. They need training, needs practice. And so Melanie, obviously, been practicing, been training, been yeah. showing up to the gym emotionally yep. to be in that space. And I think that's one of the things that we like to constantly encourage on this show is to like, hey, guys, we know we're out there like, great, I trained to be a great canopy coach. Awesome whatever, I agree to be trained to be a great computer programmer or whatever you may do in your living. And so we become very skilled and very strong in a particular area and where we can truly find this like balance of happiness and joy in our lives is to find the areas of weaknesses and start training them, right? Yep. However that looks, like I said, like just dive in the pool. Even if you just stuck your face in the water, looked underwater, pulled it back out again, it didn't even make attempt to go for bricks at the bottom. You know, I mean, you've been listening to me on here for years. If you're a long-term listener and you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking for the things buried treasure. Like I want the yeah. buried treasure. I want to know the deepest, darkest parts of myself because I've been at it for a long time now. Yeah, and I'm man. ready to make these big dives that are deep. But 
we've got to start somewhere, right? Yep. We've got, and this is in all the versions. And I think the show's been, this episode's been great at pointing us back at ourselves as a mirror in our love relationships, our friendships to say, hey, this is about me learning where I'm at and what I have, what depth I have to be able to bring to these engagements with others. I love it. I think that's the perfect place to end, my friend. I mean, there's, we could certainly go on and on on all of these these points and we surely will talk about it more in the future. I, I always hope that our episodes do point uh, you know, you all listening to whatever point, whatever entry point into vulnerability, into growth, into connection that is there for you, that calls to you, you know, that feels like growth while also feeling manageable and true. So uh, on that 100%. note, my friend, how should we close? Yeah. Well, I'd like to invite our audience to join us for an integration circle. Yeah. We host these monthly. They happen on Zoom. It's a great group of people have been getting together. A number of the members of the Trusted Journey family are there on regular, as well as a number of outside people who come in at whatever interval you want. And this is a safe space, exactly like we're curating in all of our environments where we talk about these exact experiences where we integrate our life stories and we think about the individual experiences we've had and how they have played out for us. And we share, or we just listen, or we just observe, but we're part of friendship. We're part of community and it's a safe space for that to grow and foster. So you can follow our Instagram is a great way to keep track of when these are happening. You can also just go straight to our website, trustthejourney.today. I believe it's slash chat live and you can find the links there. Yeah. Yeah. Trust the journey slash integration is also a good, good website for joining those live groups. And seriously, team, if you're like listening to us going, dang, I would like to be a part of a conversation like that, or I would like to try to learn how to do that, or maybe have an opportunity to step in or dip my toe in or stick my face in the pool to Jay's point. It really is a perfect place for that. They're really not that large yet, and they're pretty intimate. So please feel welcomed to join us because you are. And if, if not, that's fine. You're welcome anytime. Whenever you do feel ready, you can always join the Trust the Journey family. We mentioned that at the beginning. Go to trustthejourney.today, our website, and donate on Patreon in any amount. That'll get you in there. Um, but yeah, share the show. Give us a five-star review. Share it with someone you think this will help. Follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube. That really is going to help us. We're working really hard to monetize the show so that it can be both sustainable and it can grow. So any of those things that you do make a huge difference for us. And really thank you for everyone who already supports us. We really appreciate you and love you very much. Yeah, massive gratitude to everybody who listens to the show, everybody who shares, everybody who supports in whatever way you choose. We love you and we thank you. See you next time. Yeah, keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. <laughs>